All right, all right, here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Demian, and today we are sitting in the McDonald's parking lot, but we're doing it a bit different. I didn't get my coffee from McDonald's. I picked up a free Big Mac, courtesy of the McDonald's application. This is not a sponsored ad. Just wanted to let you all know, if you are in America, download the McDonald's application, put it on your phone, pick up some food, pick up some drinks, you will get points, and those points will earn you a free Big Mac or something similar. Now, what I did with my coffee, since I didn't get it from McDonald's, was I went to Speedway. I did a bit of a mix. You know, something you would do with the drink machine, the cold soft drinks where you would grab a little Sprite, maybe a little Mountain Dew, a little cheer wine, all in the same cup. So I took some white chocolate caramel and French vanilla, combined them, and added two shots of hazelnut. So we have an interesting brew. It's a warm coffee due to the fact that the temperatures are slightly dropping. Take a sip of it there. What we're going to do today is we're going to get into the impact that shows have on our view of the world. Because as we know, we are all creatures of influence. We are influenced by others as we influence each other. This is the same with things you read, things you watch, things you listen to. But nine times out of ten, people will spend hours in front of the television watching show after show of the same thing. We're going to get into that today as we chew on this Big Mac. Figured I'd share it with you. Maybe along with your coffee, you'll want to pick up a small snack, some cookies, chips, whatever. And let's get into it. So let's go ahead and take the customary sip. Oh, yeah. And you know what time it is. Let's go. So let's go ahead and crack this omelet as we dig into the bag. Unsheathing the Big Mac as we take the first bite. Now I won't take every bite here with you, but I will share the first bite, as the first bite and the last bite are always normally the best ones. So let's go ahead and dig into it. This isn't a food review, but the burger is cold. But it's McDonald's, what do you expect? It was free, I'm not complaining. Let's eat this cold Big Mac. Mm. Not bad, not bad. Definitely glad I didn't pay for it, due to the fact that it is cold, the cheese isn't even melted. But that's not what today's podcast is about, so let's go ahead and jump into it. So let's first look at what a show is. What does a television show consist of? The favorite show you watch every day, every week, maybe you watch it on Netflix, maybe you watch it on YouTube. Here's the thing. You have sitcoms, you have talk shows, you have TV movies, and you have the news. We're going to save the news for the last part because I know a lot of you out there watch the news, you read the newspapers, you try to stay up on current events. We're going to look at how that may cloud your judgment of the world, how you perceive the world and your interactions with others. We're going to get into that, but first let's just go ahead and jump into talk shows. I was at my mother's the other day and she was watching this show called Carambo or something like that, which is similar to Maury, Jerry Springer, uh, Steve Wilco, any of those talk shows what a lot of people like to consider as trash TV. Now, the problem with trash TV and these talk shows is they bring people on, and all they do is talk about people cheating on them, you know, infidelity. They talk about you are the baby's father. They talk about drug use and how kids don't respect their parents. They talk about incarceration rates. They talk about a lot of negative things. And they have people like you and me that go up there and talk, or even some of them are even scripted scenarios that they play out on the stage. 
because we can't believe all those fights that happened on stage, nobody's ended up with a bloody nose or somebody's been knocked out. It's just a lot of hair pulling and pushing. So the people aren't actually fighting to try to overtake someone. They're just doing it for ratings, I imagine. But the drama is still the same. And my mother is somebody who sits there like millions of people and watches these shows. Every time I visit her house, she has some type of sitcom, some type of talk show on, and it's just nothing but drama. I always ask her, how can you sit here and watch this stuff? Due to the fact that it's just negative. I mean, you're in a bad mood just from watching two minutes of it. I mean, how many times are you going to sit here and see women saying that the guy is the dad and there's no other possibility that it's someone else and then find out that she's been with six other guys or the guy sitting here saying he has a confession to make to his wife of three years that he has a boyfriend on the side like nothing but drama now the problem with this is somebody sitting there day in day out watching this stuff hearing the same message all this infidelity all this negative pessimism out there they're going to project that on the people in their lives the people around them the people they deal with the next time they go into a relationship they're already going to have a bias. They're already going to be coming to them with this negative mind state, this negative expectation of the relationship, and the relationship hasn't even had a chance to develop on its own. But they already have a bias due to just being brainwashed by thousands of hours of this drama, trash TV. I don't watch it, but I know a lot of people watch it, so I decided to talk about it. Now, another type of show that people spend hours watching is a sitcom. This is your Seinfeld. This is your Big Bang Theory. This is the Wonder Years. This is Doogie Howser. I used to watch hours and hours of Doogie Howser and the Wonder Years as a child. Now, what do these shows portray? They portray a home. They portray something that people can identify with. You know, if you're in a disjointed family, a dysfunctional family, a traditional family, or as they say, like a nuclear family. They have all these different types of families that one can come from. But these shows try to portray that image, to capture that audience. They're not looking for everybody. They're looking for their audience. That's why there's so many. Shows like Full House, Two and a Half Men, you've seen all these. Some people are actually living in a household where they're living with two men. Some people are actually living in a household where they're living with a disabled brother or disabled sister or a father in a wheelchair, mother in a wheelchair. These are the type of shows they have out there. So the thing with it is... As you watch these shows and these fake scenarios play out, you have to remember that it's a show. This isn't how real life is. People don't actually, you know, have a happy ending at the end of every show or when they show domestic abuse. Fathers arguing with the mother or the children are bickering back and forth. There's no happy ending. Somebody doesn't come in and there's a punchline and then there's an audience applause. This doesn't happen in real life. And some of these episodes in real life carry on for years. Stuff happens in silence. You know, people watch what the Kim Kardashians or the Kardashians fake drama we know but people actually try to emulate this in their real life they think that because Kim Kardashian is walking around all made up you know with her lips and this this but she's got millions of dollars right most of the people watching this show do not have millions of dollars right that's the thing the people watching these shows are not living like that this is an idea an idea of the ideal life or a life they wish they didn't have so you either watch the show to feel better about yourself or feel worse about yourself, but people are glued to the tube. I'm not one of these people, but a lot of people are. And can you just imagine if this imagery just bombards you day in, day out, what kind of thoughts you're going to have, what kind of expectations you're going to have for yourself, what kind of pressure you're going to put on yourself to perform? 
you know, you're watching a show and it has some top athlete, and he's always winning all the games, and you're out here losing all your games. You're going to feel like a loser, right? Based on this idea of the perfect athlete that you get from these shows. Based on the idea of this perfect mother. You see the mother cook dinner, prepare meals. She takes the kids to every soccer game. I guess she's not a career woman because she doesn't live in the real world where sometimes the mother and father both have to work. Maybe the mother works at McDonald's and the dad's lawyer. Yes, it can happen. People need extra money. Everybody doesn't always have enough money stored away to help somebody in a wheelchair. That is a financial burden. If a child is coming up in a wheelchair, you're talking about medical costs out the wazoo. It's expensive. It's a real thing. People go through it. If you're talking about somebody who's been in a car accident, there's no cut to commercial come back and the person's walking. No, this is six months, maybe a year later, and then all the physical therapy in between. They cut all that out. Nobody wants to watch a show with somebody going through six months of physical therapy, getting leg cast, having problems with taking a shower, can't go on dates, have to sit on the couch, gain 30 pounds. Nobody wants to watch that show. They want to watch the ideal world, the perfect life, the fake life, the scenario. So you can see how that contrast can impact someone's view of the world in a negative way. Another type of show people watch is the news. Let's go ahead and jump into the news. You sit here, you watch Good Morning America, ABC News, CNBC, MSNBC, WITN9, any type of acronym show you want to watch. What do they say? This is the weather, this is the crime, these are the politics, this is the financial market, this is the food, and this is you. These are people sitting here reporting facts. But the thing that most people don't question is, where are these facts? Where are these sources coming from? You hear the weatherman say, we have a storm coming, and the Doppler radar says it's blowing over Florida or it's blowing over Connecticut. He's saying all this, but where is this information coming from? Right? You just sit there and blindly believe it. You blindly believe that this tornado is coming. Nine times out of ten, there may be a tornado, but where is this information coming from? And while he's talking about the tornado, is there something more important that you should be focusing on? Now, we started with the weather. Let's get into the politics. They tell you about some merger. They tell you about some deal. They tell you about some information that's been uncovered, right? People are sitting on their couch, glued, watching this stuff, listening to this stuff, reading the headlines in the newspaper, right? Hearing all of this information from other people, not gathering the information for themselves, just taking all of these facts in, all these things they assume to be facts, but taking all this information in, right? just bombarded with it. So some people are scared to even go outside just by the news they watch. There's been a bomb attack here. There's been an earthquake here. There's been a tsunami there. Was there or is this just the news? Did it happen today or did it happen when they felt like telling you about it, right? That's why a lot of people gravitate to these vloggers on platforms like YouTube where you get real-time events with real footage. We know somebody like you or me cannot recreate. We don't have the means to recreate a whole tsunami or tornado effect. We don't have the CGI. We're just not that technical when it comes to media news, but these networks are. They can spin, paint any story, any idea, any agenda they want any way they wish to at any time and people sit there and consume it by the millions this is an issue these things can cloud one's judgment or impact one's view of the world i'm going to take another bite and we're going to take another break see you in a second now as you and i both know we can sit here for hours and talk about how corrupt media is 
not even including social media, the stuff online. But we could sit here for hours and hours and just talk about how corrupt media is and how it impacts our lives. But let's get into a few specifics. Instead of just going over the general, let's get into a few specific shows. I want to talk about a show called Cheaters. Now, Cheaters don't come after me. But let me, let me say this. This is another show that my mom watches religiously. Religiously. If it is on, she is watching it. The problem with this show is that all it shows is people cheating. They have a private eye that goes out and investigates someone's suspicion that their partner may be cheating on them. Here's the issue with that. If you think your partner's cheating to the point that you have to hire a private eye to go investigate what they are doing, do you really think you need to be in that relationship? Is this a relationship you want to be in when you have to sit here and pay somebody or ask someone to go out Follow your husband around, follow your wife around, watch all their friends, monitor their phone calls. Do you want to be in a relationship like that? I know I wouldn't want to be in a relationship like that with anybody. I don't care which end I'm on. If I'm not cheating and you think I'm cheating and you send a private eye after me, I don't cheat by the way, but if I'm in that situation and you send a private eye with the cameras and all this stuff and they're trying to collect intel and all these things like, you're done. You're done. I'm not going to be around you. I'm not talking with you because you don't trust me. What is a relationship without trust? Problem with this show is they never show that somebody went to do the background work and found out that the person was, in fact, not cheating. The person was, in fact, honest all the way through the relationship. They don't do that. They show nothing but the drama. And here's the problem. They show the person who hired them the video, right? They show them the video. They say, here's your husband leaving work, and he's leaving with this female. We do not know her name at this time, but he's leaving with this female, and he's done this three times a week. Now, they have video footage of this, right? The little surveillance night vision footage. So the person's sitting here watching it, and he says, and then we caught them over here at this bar. Guy's out there eating with this girl. And he said, if you notice here, they're holding hands, and at the end of their night, he pulled her close, and it looks like they're kissing. Do you want to continue to watch more? She says, yeah. Okay, well, do you remember Tuesday when you were out of town? Your husband went back to your apartment with this woman. They were in there for three hours, and when they came out, she was fixing her shirt, and he didn't have a shirt on. We know where they're at right now. Would you like to go confront them? Person says, yes. They all get in the van, you know, A-team style go out there in the van, go confront the person at the bar or wherever they found him, and then there's just this big what to do. Everybody's arguing, everybody's screaming, yelling, cussing, fighting. Now, the problem with this is, if you were sitting home watching this, hours and hours and episode after episode, it's just going to see these negative examples of relationships. They're going to see people doing the worst, nothing good, nothing positive, and they start to say things like, Man, you know, people out there, you can't trust anybody. You can't do this, can't do that. They're relating to their own negative experiences in life, right? They're making some connection with these people on TV. Now, they have no idea if this stuff is simulated or not, but they're taking it as truth. Now, I'm not just specifically sitting here picking at my mom because I know millions of people watch these shows. You may have friends that sit there and watch the Big Bang Theory all day long. Maybe they're scientists, right? So there's some association there. They're engineers. Of course, they like that show. But what happens in the show? There's a lot of themes. Sheldon, his little nuances and things that make him interesting to watch. It's kind of glorified. Now, if you were to meet Sheldon in real life, you're at work and you're saying, here, Sheldon, could you go take this to the, uh, the printing room? And he's like, well, I don't think this, this, this. How long are you going to sit there and laugh at that? You're probably not. 
if you don't knock the guy out, you're going to say, I don't like this guy. You don't want to work with this guy. It's annoying in real life, but on TV, it's funny because he wears all the cool shirts and you see his story, his backstory, you get all into him. But the people that you're around in your real life, you don't find them as interesting. You don't want to sit there and listen to them for hours on end. That's the disconnect between TV and reality. But a lot of people just can't seem to cut the cord. They sit there and soak those shows up day in, day out, day in, day out. And they wouldn't do it if they didn't believe it. Like, would you sit here and read a book that wasn't interesting? If it was a thousand page book, would you read it? You know, every minute of, of your day, would you sit there and just consume page after page? If you didn't find it interesting, you probably wouldn't. Unless somebody paid you to do it, then you might do it. But in most cases, you're not going to willingly give up hours of sleep, right? Willingly give up hours of sleep, not going to the gym, not cooking dinner for the kids or whatever you wanted to do. You know how people just put things to the side and sit there and binge watch a show? You wouldn't do that if you didn't find it interesting, at least the slightest bit. This is an issue. But you must always know that the images you see on the TV can be misguiding. This is a truth. Just like with the books you read. Have you ever read a book? You start out, the book's going great. The next thing you know, the book takes a sudden turn. We're not talking about a fantasy thing. We're talking about one of those biographies or a a tale where they're telling you a story about their physical experience. You know, they were mishandled in the jail or they were mishandled in the trial and they're just giving their account of what happened. And the next thing you know, they say, okay, well, I found God or I left the church or I became a vegan or I did this, just this huge swing, right? The whole book shifts. Then the real agenda comes out. Next thing you know, they're finishing the last three chapters about why you shouldn't eat meat and why it's wrong or why you shouldn't go to church or why you should go to church and why it's right. Different views. There's an agenda with everything. You have to be careful with these agendas because everyone has an agenda. You may say, no, everybody doesn't have an agenda. Everybody does, including you. When you walk out of your house, you have a mission, right? Walk out of the house, I'm going to work. You're going to make money. I walk out of the house, I'm going to go pick up my kids at school. You're on a mission. That's your agenda. Nothing's going to get in your way. This is your message. This is what you're putting out there. If you're a lawyer, you're going to talk about the rights of criminals. You're going to talk about the rights of victims, right? The rights of banks. This is what it is. If you're a cop, you go out there, you're going to protect and serve the rights of the individual citizen. Criminals should be punished. You're going to go out there with these views to enforce your agenda. That's what television does. That's what the media does. And as you sit there and watch it, these ideas and these beliefs are becoming rooted in your system of beliefs and this is a problem you must guard your system of beliefs like the national treasure like the queen of england locked away safe from corruption safe from manipulation because the threat is always out there the threat is always out there but i don't know if that's the big mac talking or the caffeine but it was an idea i wanted to share wanted to get into with you let me know what you think about it now with the last podcast I put out a survey asking a few questions, but I think I'm going to give a follow-up survey based on what we talked about in today's podcast. I wait your response there, and as always, keep sipping and keep studying English. I'll see you in the next one.